perfect mess is my perfect mess. everybody it's your host ray molina and this is the perfect mess podcast and you are tuned in to episode 20 man that sounds like a really big number for me man um I, I didn't think i was gonna make it this far to tell you the truth uh the podcast thing was something new to me i uh, wasn't sure how into it i was going to be uh but here i am 20 episodes in i does i know it doesn't sound like a lot to most people but for me uh, not coming from this world uh, and this being a new thing to me, uh, it's a big number. I told myself if I can get to 20 episodes then, and I, this podcast has some interest, then I would move forward and start bringing in some guests and whatnot. So uh, I'm going to start working towards doing that. Uh, it's still predominantly going to be a uh, podcast about my life, but I'm also going to bring in some interesting people that I think um, kind of... I think they'll spark some interest to you as well um, and get off into some really deep conversations. Um, with that being said, let's uh, let's let's kick this off. Let me move this mic. I want to show you guys. Uh, we got some new merch uh, that I just dropped. The Faith and Facts Over Fear tee from Beast or Famine. Again, that's the Faith and Facts Over Fear tee. Uh, if you guys like it, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm showing you the, the picture on uh on uh, YouTube. Uh, for those who are listening, uh, if you go to raymolina.com, uh, you can check out the shirt there. Um, it's all black with a nice, big, bright white font on the front. Um, and man, that just kind of falls in line with how I'm kind of been attacking this, uh, this pandemic. You know what I mean? Um, haven't been letting fear control my moves, control my actions and control my moods. I've been based, I've been functioning, functioning off of faith and facts uh so i wanted to put this out there and uh it's been getting a good response uh what you also see is i am wearing the all gray uh beast or famine snapback which has the beast or famine patch on the front so that's also on the website and i'm going to show you man, we've got a lot of cool stuff that i just released on the website again it's raymolina.com but check this out so we've got these beanies boom Standard beanie right here. It's all black. We've got another one that's all gray right here. Uh, for those of you who are out there working in the cold, these beanies will come in handy. All right. Uh, we've got the pom pom beanies, uh, all black. The one that has the little ball on top. Got an all black one, and then we've got the black with charcoal right here as well. Boom. This is actually one of our pop most popular ones right here. So this is a black and charcoal. And ladies. Ladies, I am going to be going hard for you guys pretty pretty soon. I this is the first edition of the ladies that I that I'm doing. This is a all it's a hot pink uh pom-pom beaster famine uh beanie and uh yeah, we've already sold a bunch of these. So if you if you like this and you're into it, ladies, this is for you. I've got a lot more. I've got jackets and all that stuff coming. So uh if you're on YouTube, you can see it. If not, Get on raymolina.com, go to the shop under Beaster Famine, and you'll see the new merchandise. Um, I also want to show you again, we've got the black Beaster Famine snapback, and we've got the camo Beaster Famine snapback. Now, when you order from, from me, uh, in that package, you will get the following as well. Um, 
you will get a podcast sticker, the Perfect Mess podcast sticker that you can put on your car, put on your laptop, put on your desk, put on your refrigerator, whatever, and you'll get two Beast or Famine uh, stickers as well. So, boom, you see those right here. Again, if you're on YouTube, you can see them. Bam, there's that one and that one. Check that out. So, you get those, and I'll even throw in a nice Beast or Famine patch that you can put on whatever you want, a backpack, a jacket, whatever you want. And for the remaining copies that I have of my uh, latest album, Three Kings, you will get a copy of this in your box as well. All right. So uh, I'm trying to give you guys as much uh, as much stuff as possible for the support. I really want to say thank you guys for the continued support of uh, the new release of the merchandise that we got. And there's so much more coming. So please, uh, if you're interested and you want to support, go to RayMolina.com and uh, pick you up something. All right. Um, with that being said, it has been quite some time since I've checked in with you guys. Uh, and you know what? Honestly, I needed some time. Um, I've had a lot of things going on in my life, uh, not just my life, but with, you know, with, uh, my family, with, uh, my business, um, with friends, with, uh, you know, it's just, this has been a very tough year, um, for everybody and uh i'm no stranger to that and i am not immune to that uh, i am dealing with everything that you guys are dealing with uh when it comes to this pandemic and us having to deal with all the things that are going on um it is not an easy task uh to say the least right um i'm sure uh there are people dealing with more stuff than i'm dealing with right now and i'm dealing with quite a lot um but i feel for you um because it has been tough. So uh, to be honest with you, to be very candid, I've had to take some time away from the podcast to just kind of focus uh, and so to say, uh, hunker down on some stuff, you know what I mean? To tighten it, tighten a few things back up uh, that were kind of falling off at the seams or coming undone by this at the seams. And I kind of caught it at just enough time and I had to start putting it back together. So that's what I've been doing. Um, speaking of the pandemic, we are in California, and we are officially in a lockdown again. Yeah, so I don't know where you're listening from. Uh, I do see my stats, and I, 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 I've got people listening from Canada. I've got people listening from uh, Europe, and I've got people from all over the United States. Um, but here in California, we are in another lockdown. And to be quite honest with you, this could be a very devastating one. Um, I just don't know that uh, many businesses are going to be able to pull out of this one. I just don't know. It's that bad. Um, the more and more I drive around my city or I, when I go for a run, uh, I see uh, businesses just boarded up, shutting down, or having going out of business sales. Uh, and it's just uh, it's it's heartbreaking. Um, the restaurants can no longer have um, outdoor dining, which sucks because they've just spent probably the money that they were getting from the government to build patios and whatnot to have outdoor dining so they can stay open. And now they're being told outdoor dining is now being shut down as well as indoor dining. And they can only do takeout. So... Uh, that is very devastating, and for those who own restaurants and whatnot, I, uh, my prayers are with you. Um, I can't imagine. 
uh, what kind of a blow that is to you guys. Uh, for my friends in the bar industry, in the barber industry, uh, both of those industries have been hit hard. Um, a lot of bars aren't coming back, sports bars. Um, barber shops are back to, they can't cut, cut anymore. They can't cut outdoors. They can't cut indoors. Um, it's just really bad. So uh, it's so bad that the 49ers can't even play. Uh, here in my county, uh, the Niners play less than 10 miles from where I'm at, and uh, they can't play. So they've had to move uh, their home games to Arizona, which is really ironic because Arizona has been hit very, very hard by this pandemic, by this virus. And uh, instead of staying here, uh, this county has said no games, no, no sporting events whatsoever. Uh, which is weird because there are no fans at these games regardless. So um, the franchise is really upset about it. Uh, the fans are really upset about it because it doesn't make any sense. But uh, our beloved 49ers are now playing in Arizona for uh, unforeseeable uh, future, <laughs> um, which is completely odd. But uh, shout out to the Arizona Cardinals for uh, looking out for us and giving us a place to uh to play it was kind of cool when i seen them playing on monday night even though we lost uh to see the uh stadium kind of converted into niner colors and that kind of just tells you what 2020 has been like man it's been re it's been really weird um and that's what we've been dealing with uh so that's where we're at right now uh the state of california it is uh it is uh falling apart man to be honest with you uh i know my friends out in l.a they are they have been shut down uh to the point where uh i think the governors and mayor out there is is shutting people's energy uh their their water off and their electricity if they are caught having gatherings and whatnot which is absolutely nuts to me uh it's unconstitutional and uh i i'm just blown away that we've gotten to that point um we haven't gotten to that point here in the bay area uh but i fear that that's where we may be heading um I watched a video earlier today uh, of a family getting kicked off a plane because their two-year-old wouldn't wear a mask. Um, and the video shows the dad calmly trying to put the mask on his little girl. And she's like going like this. She's not being a brat. She's like, I, I thought we were going to see a video of a girl, little girl being a brat, and she isn't. She literally looks tired, and she wants to lean on her dad. And he's like, you know, we got to put this on. And tried and tried and she didn't want it she said she couldn't breathe uh and then uh a male stewardess said hey i gotta kick you guys off for non-compliance uh and i was just i was heartbroken um the mom was in tears the dad was in disbelief that they were being kicked off they were both wearing masks he even put uh one of those neck sleeves that i wear when i go hiking he put one around her and was holding it over his daughter's mouth uh, and it wasn't good enough, and they kicked him off. So uh, we're in a very uh, we're in a very pivotal place in our uh, in our country right now, and I just uh, I just don't know where we're going. I don't know how much further we can be pushed, uh, and I'm very concerned with uh, with how this is going to move forward into 2021. So um, I won't make this entire podcast about that. So with that being said, I. 
I hope you guys are doing okay. I hope um, your families are okay. Um, I know we've, you know, we've had our issues. Um, you know, I definitely have a couple of friends that have tested positive. Everybody's okay. Um, what are you gonna do, man? It's um, it's just something that we're we are all dealing with. Um, so, with that being said. Uh, again, I hope you guys are fine. I hope you guys are doing okay. Um, and I really appreciate those of you who continue to tune in uh, to hear what I have to say here and to check in on my crazy, crazy life that I call the perfect mess. So let's get into it. Um, that was a kind of a somber start after talking about the merch, huh? Um, let me, let's talk about what we've been up to. Um, we went on a pretty good hike here. Let me, let me get some water real quick. So, you guys know I like to hike by now, if you listen to this podcast or you watch it. Uh, I love to hike. I'm an avid hiker. I just, I love to hike. Uh, so, we hiked up Sierra, which is in San Jose. Uh, and I've always known about this area. I've known about this road, Sierra Road. But I had never taken this thing, I had never taken this road to the tip, tip, top. And I had no idea how far it went. And I was blown away. Uh, I t- had taken my kids out there. Um probably a week or two before we actually hiked it and we had tacos i bought us a bunch of tacos and we just sat there and looked over the sky and i said you know what we're going to come back here and hike this so i got the boys together uh, uh my two sons and their two buddies that we've been quarantining with uh duran and little ricky and we hiked and uh it was quite the hike it was i i'm proud of these boys because it was not an easy hike uh it had cliffs very like scary cliffs um that you know you're walking on on the side of a hill and you're like man you look down you're like wow that that would be a nasty fall um so it was it was it was filled of a lot of you know with a lot of things of elevation we got up to 2000 feet so we were above the clouds looking out over the city uh which was made for some pretty amazing photos so if you follow me on instagram at it's ray molina um, you'll see some of the photos from there. Um, it was absolutely breathtaking. Uh, wonderful hike. Hard, but uh, it was a great hike. Uh, we got to a point where we were hiking. Well, before I get to that, uh, the funny thing is, <laughs> one of the kids, I, there was a lot of moments where there were teaching moments. And I love that, being a coach, being a mentor, uh, and being a father. I love when I get the opportunity to teach uh, kids uh, not, you know, something that they don't know how to deal with and one of the kids had a uh, nature call and not just a nature call to go pee he had to go number two and he was panicking you know he's like I, there's no bathroom you know do we got i said we're definitely not hiking back and he's like well what do i do i said well time to get creative he's like no no he's like i don't know what to do you know really like i, I can't go out here there's animals out here i said hey this is nature, man. This is how we deal with it. So, uh, we found um, found an area that had some trees and whatnot up this little ridge, and uh, I had a neck sleeve on. And um, I'm like, "All right, man, you owe me." Took my knife out and I said, "This is how we're gonna do it. Okay, you guys are gonna make a wall. He's gonna be over in this tree. I'm gonna cut this neck sleeve up. Give him some. Uh, give him something that's basically gonna use to wipe." Uh, and then I, you know, we had, uh, some, our first aid kits and we had some, uh, 
some uh, wipes and whatnot. So I gave him all that. We all went through our kits, and he's like, "Wow." He's like, everybody's prepared. You got? I said, yeah, man. We knew this time was going to come for somebody, whether it be me or my kids or you guys. We knew it was going to come, and here it is. So, anyways, use the sleeve and then move on to the wipes and whatnot and have at it. Just don't don't be embarrassed. We'll make sure you're good, you know. And uh, and he did it, you know. He did it. He uh, We were proud of him, you know what I mean? He did his thing, and uh, he's like, wow, I've never done that before. And I said, well, now you know. This is how you survive out here, man. You, when you got nowhere to go and you still got two and a half miles to hike, this is the only option. So you got to come prepared. This isn't just, hey, bring your water bottle and your hiking shoes and just go for a hike. Sometimes things like this are going to happen. You have to learn to be prepared. And, it, you know, you have to learn how to pivot. Crazy enough, pivot has been the topic of my church and uh, Pastor Randy's last couple messages. So... Uh, oddly enough, that came in handy during our hike. Um, so that was cool. Uh, I was able to teach him that. Um, anxiety, uh, cliff anxiety. Uh, it's funny because Jordan is like me. When I was young, I was very scared of heights. I was very scared of walking around ledges and whatnot. Um, and so Jordan uh, struggled with that in the beginning of this hike to the point where we were walking and he's like holding on to the side of the of the rocks and whatnot and he wasn't even close to the ledge but he was that scared um to the point where uh it actually brought him to tears when we got a little break he like started to tear up because he was so scared uh and i had his buddies talk to him and say hey you know you guys don't make fun of him this is new for him he's he's very scared of the this is very real he has a very real fear of of falling off a cliff i said so you guys if you're not afraid of it you got to make sure to talk him up you guys are his boys you're his brother talk him up tell him he's going to be okay tell him to stay with you um and so we did the hike and on the way back jordan was ahead of me and he was able to do the sides where the cliffs were and he he was fine Uh, he was walking slow but he was much better so that was another thing that i'm very very happy about um to help my son get through that you know what i mean and these are all things that um, he's going to remember as he gets older. These are things, lessons that I just love, man. Um, we saw something cool. This is the first time we actually uh, saw an actual bobcat when we were hiking. It, it, it's, it was crazy. I I thought it was just a, you know, a regular cat. And I'm like, ah, what the hell would a regular cat be? We were deep into this hike, like deep. There was no one around us. And sure enough, it was a bobcat. The bobcat had stopped and it was looking at us. And um, it looked like a mid-sized dog, but it was a cat. And uh, had the, you know, the tail, the cut-off tail, the little nub, and the pointy ears. And it just looked at us, and then it kind of slowly ran off under a tree, and then it just watched us. Um, and the kids were blown. They were a little nervous. I'm like, it's a bobcat. It's not a mountain lion. It's a big difference. I said, but, uh, you know, you got to be cool because there's probably maybe he's hunting right now or there might be babies around, so you just gotta gotta be cool. So that was that was interesting. That was the first time we had seen that. The kids thought that was awesome. I thought it was awesome. Uh, I tried to take a picture of it, but I couldn't. I couldn't zoom in close enough to really get a nice picture to post. But uh, that was really cool. Um, so yeah, we saw a bobcat, which was my first. I've never seen a bobcat while hiking. So uh, that was a good moment that we got to share. Uh, when we got around the very very difficult part of course that's when it got hot the sun was out it was very hot and then we just had a hell of a time uh 
climbing up the incline. We hit the incline at the worst time. It was when the sun was out and it was scorching. So when we're doing this incline, you know, I'm talking the boys up. We're taking breaks, you know, every 100 yards or whatever. We're taking breaks. We're drinking water. And they're like, I don't, I don't want to do this, Dad. I don't want to do this, Coach. And I'm talking them through. I'm like, hey, we can get through this. Trust me, we're almost done. We can get through this. And uh, I, I... I summoned my my inner David Goggins. If you're not familiar with David Goggins, look him up. The guy's a maniac, all right? Maniac. He's an absolute savage, probably the toughest guy on the planet. Uh, but he has this thing that he lives by, and he calls it embrace the suck. So when things suck, when things are terrible, when things are just not going right, he has this mentality of embrace it. Don't run from it. Embrace the suck. And, 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 and kill it and murder it. And um, that's what I started telling the kids. When I was hiking in front of them, I started yelling that out. I said, we can get through this. It's going to suck, but we're going to work through this and we're going to finish this. We are not quitters. We are going to finish this. So I started yelling out, embrace the suck. And I said, you guys yell it back to me. So I would yell out, embrace the suck. And they'd go, embrace the suck, embrace the suck, embrace the suck. And... It just, they were tired, but they kept yelling it back, and uh, we got through it, and the cool thing was, is when we were coming around this bend, uh, a couple of guys were coming around, and they were like, yeah, embrace the suck, they're like, we like that, and uh, I was like, right on, and um, the kids smiled because they, you know, they realized someone had heard them, and they heard us yelling and chanting. Uh, and I think they felt good about that. Yeah, they were tired. Yeah, they were sore. Um, and that, that incline really kicked their butt because by the time we got to the top, we were officially at 2,000 feet above uh, above uh, sea level. And, uh, yeah, so uh, that was just another way to get through. And um, the cool thing was when we were done with this hike, uh, we were going to put we put our hands together and we were going to just do a, a chant, you know, to, to complete the hike like when we go hiking as a group we say a prayer so we pray as a group before we hike you know to keep safe and just to kind of bless our day uh, and then when we're done we put our hands together and we do we say a little something uh to complete the hike and uh i was gonna say on three embrace the suck and one of my uh one of the kids i coach and mentor duran said no let's say lions not sheep and uh all right let's do it and so we put our hands in there and said, one, two, three, lions, not sheep. And uh, and that was cool, man. Uh, it was just uh, the fact that I didn't have, I didn't have to tell him to say that. And uh, and he knows that's kind of that's one of the guys that I follow, uh, Sean Whalen. Uh, he owns that company, Lions Not Sheep. Um, and uh, the kids know that I kind of love that uh, mentality. Uh, it was awesome to see that they kind of picked that up and that was the thing that they wanted to chant. So that was the hike uh, up again. If you love hiking, you like views, and you want to test yourself, I highly suggest you go check out uh, the C uh, go up Sierra Road in San Jose up to the tip top and go hike up there. It's amazing. Um, oh, wow. Uh, I got back in. I, I felt like I was missing something because I wasn't, uh, you know, being that the churches have been shut down. Um, and I got busy with homeschooling. Uh, I have been, you know, missing the pantry. I've been missing certain things to help out and give, you know, give back at the church. Uh, so finally, there was a turkey giveaway. And every year, um, we usually do that at the school that I, uh, that I teach uh, an after-school program at. Um, we usually have a turkey giveaway there. Obviously, nobody's in school. 
uh, their homeschooling, so we couldn't do that this year. But my church did a did a turkey giveaway, and I was very happy that I was able to go out there and help out. Uh, so we gave out so usually there's enough to where I can grab a turkey and give it to my to my boy's mom so they don't have to go buy one and they can cook one whatever we didn't have any extra turkeys this year um which tells you the situation we're all in out here it's tough so we gave out a bunch of turkeys we gave out a bunch of food a bunch of fixings and whatnot all the things that make a turkey uh, a thanksgiving meal um so we hooked everybody up and it just felt really good um i always feel good when i'm able to do stuff like that and be involved uh, so shout out to city team uh, shout out to River of Life, which is my my home church, uh, and I'm just I'm very thankful um, that I could be a part of that. Um, and my kids were there, you know. And like we say, you, you lead by example, and I, you know, my kids are gonna grow up and they're gonna have these memories of, you know, dad always giving back, dad always being involved with the community, dad always doing something to help people, uh, even when dad probably wasn't in the best of. Uh, mind states with his own life he always gave back he always found a way and that's what i'm trying to do lead by example show them that hey when we can help we help um so yeah i was very happy to do that um let's see uh so for thanksgiving speaking of thanksgiving uh my thanksgiving didn't start till um, till nighttime it was dark when my thanksgiving started so uh, my kids were going to spend their Thanksgiving in the morning and the daytime with uh, their mom and, and her family. Obviously, Thanksgiving was different this year. Not everybody can gather, so they had a small gathering. Uh, and I woke up knowing that, hey, I'm not going to see my kids till later tonight. Um, so I went hard, and I was like, all right, I'm going to earn my Thanksgiving dinner. So I went in a complete kamikaze beast mode workout and see this tire behind me if you're on youtube i went outside was flipping this tire around i was hitting it with a sledgehammer i was throwing my sandbag around it's about a 100 pound sandbag i was flinging it doing push-ups i was doing the battle ropes uh shout out to on it i got some on it battle ropes i was doing the battle ropes uh i was doing kettlebell work i mean you name it i was doing it and when i was done with all that uh I took a break for like 20 minutes and then I went and ran a mile. Uh, so by the time I was done, I was like, okay, now I've earned it. Um, and that's what I did. And then around, you know, six o'clock, six 45 or so, uh, picked my kids up and, uh, we met up with, uh, uh, some of my church fam and, um, we had a nice intimate Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, and then we sat by a fire and just, you know, had a prayer and, uh, played a little acoustic guitar not me personally um but sang and then just talked and it was great it was a great way to spend thanksgiving um I, to be honest with you i had nowhere else to go uh i live alone um and i don't have a whole lot of family out here so uh if that didn't happen i was going to spend my thanksgiving alone so i'm always thankful um uh for people who reach out uh and offer to you know have us over for for the holiday um aside from that uh our sundays have been cool um our sundays are for church and for football so what we've been doing is my kids log in on zoom and they go to their sunday sunday school that's like from 9 30 to 10 o'clock they log in uh and then i attend church online through facebook or youtube uh and i'm there for an hour or so um watching uh, and then by that time I am up and ready and it's football day. 
So I usually grab pizzas, and um, and we go. I go over to the kids, uh, to uh, their mom's house, and it's just us there, and we just watch football all day. My my oldest has just grown to love the game. He's a stats kid, like I tell you guys all the time. So he carries his iPad around. He can tell you damn near every player on every team how much yardage they have if they're in the playoffs if they got knocked out and why i mean he picks the games he wants to watch and he's like dad are you coming are you coming over um and so yeah that's what we've been doing on our sundays and i've grown to love our sundays man church in the morning my kids do church in the morning i do church and i head over there grab pizza and we veg out and just watch football um, this weekend, this this past weekend was kind of cool because uh, their mom texted me and they said, Jordy wants to know uh, if you're on your way. And I said, yeah, I'm almost done with church. And, and she said, it, he's being so cute right now. And, and, and I told him, hey, you know, daddy's busy right now. He's And he's like, I know, I just really want to watch football with him. Can you ask him what time? And that just makes me feel good, man. Hey, <laughs> I'd be lying if I said it didn't. It made me feel good. Um, I just love the fact that my sons, uh, want to hang out with me. Uh, Jaden's into it too. Uh, but for the most, he's nine, you know, he'll, he goes in between sitting and watching the game with me and cuddling with me to going to jump on Fortnite or go play Madden. And then when he's had enough, he'll come grab a blanket and he'll ask me for a hug and then he'll sit with me. Um, but yeah, mainly it's, it's just us watching the game, man. And, uh, Jordan's so damn cute. I'm sitting like how I am. If you're on YouTube and you see me, I'm sitting like this watching the game, and Jordan will be over my shoulder with his arm wrapped around my neck, um, just watching the game with me. Um, and I and it's funny uh, because even though you know at times you're like, "Hey man, relax. Let's let's get some space and watch." I'm telling myself, "Hey man, if this kid wants to sit next to you and wrap his arm around your shoulder and your neck." and hold on to you while he's watching the game, you do that. Because there's going to be a time when you're going to wish that he would still do that, and he's not because he's, he's older. He, did, he doesn't think it's as cool anymore to do that, and you're going to be begging him for a hug and a kiss and to hang out. Uh, so I'm just embracing it, man. I'm embracing it. I love, I'm loving every minute of it. Um, I just If you can't hear it in my voice and you can't see it on my face uh, while you're on YouTube, I, I, I just love everything about being a father, man. It's... Um, it's the best thing I've ever done. I, I just love it. Um, yeah, it's, it's I love bonding with my kids. Um, we went fishing recently. Uh, it wasn't a planned fishing trip, but uh, we went fishing with some family friends, uh, you know, and just went out there to, you know, to spend some time. We hadn't spent time um, uh, with, with these uh, friends of ours in quite some time. Um, and so it was good to get out there. We didn't catch any fish, but just to get out there for a few hours, um, talk, spend some time, catch up, uh, was good. And, um, I'm glad we went fishing. We went out to San Luis Reservoir, which is, I believe off 152. Um, but yeah, we went out there and we hung out. Um, kids got to just hang out, talk, have fun. Um, it would have been cool if we caught something, but we didn't catch anything. So it is, that's what happens with fishing sometimes, you know. Uh, there was, my kids got another little lesson. They got, you know, a lesson how to put these uh, earthworms on the hooks and how to put it through their mouth and how to, you know, those night crawlers too, how you put it through their mouth and wrap them around the hook. So uh, 
I was proud of Jaden because he wasn't afraid to hold those things, man. He holding it and putting it in there and so that was cool he had never done that before he goes fishing with his grandfather in san diego off the pier uh and when you fish off a pier out there the fish come the mackerel come pretty quick they're quick so he's not used to just throwing a a worm on a hook and then just sitting there waiting for things to happen he's just so used to fishing off a pier so he's had to learn patience um, but yeah, so we went fishing, didn't catch anything, but we still, it was still good to be around, uh, some friends and family, uh, and just, just hang out and catch up. Um, with regards to homeschooling, uh, it's going good. I mean, we had one incident recently and I'm going to get to that later at, towards the end of this podcast. It's a great little story, um, that if you don't follow me on Instagram, you probably haven't heard about it, but I'm going to share it with you a little bit later. Um, but my boys are doing great. Um, their grades are up to par. Jordy has all A's. I think he has one B plus that he's working to try to get to an A. Uh, Jaden is doing great. I've got Jaden. Well, I shouldn't say I, we, uh, their mom and I have, uh, uh, got, gotten him to a point where he, uh, tries to crush it. So he says, um, and get ahead and stay ahead instead of working from behind. Uh, and he's doing really good. You know, um, he has his days where he struggles, um, but they're they're starting to get far and in between because he's just accepted the fact that, hey, this is how it has to be. Um, and it is what it is. So, yeah, the boys are doing good. We're getting through homeschooling. I won't lie. My days are long. You know, um, I have them three out of the five days during the week for uh, homeschooling. And I it's hard for me to get anything done um, from eight o'clock till about two thirty. Uh it's just hard, you know. Uh, my day is completely in their hands. I gotta be there to, you know, to make sure the Wi Fi is not acting up for them. I gotta make sure, you know, if they get booted out of a Zoom class, how to get back in. I gotta make sure they're on point. I gotta help them with any questions that they may have with any work. Uh you you name it. I'm telling I'm preaching to the choir. If you're a parent, you hear everything I'm saying and you're like, Yep. So what that means is my day uh, for business and work, being that I work for myself, uh, it doesn't start till late. So after homeschooling, I usually take the boys to uh, the high school here or and we go and work out. Uh, and then by the time I drop them off, uh, it is probably closer to 5 p.m. And then my day work, it, my day of work starts, you know, I'm on my laptop trying to knock things out, trying to set up sales on my website and, uh, trying to get back to customers where I need to get them quotes for different things that I do. So it's just a task, man. (laughs) It is a task, but Hey, I'm not complaining. Um, and you shouldn't either because you're alive, you're above ground, uh, and, uh, and you're still in the fight and I'm happy. I'm still in the fight. Uh, so with that being said, uh, it was, something was really cool. Uh, they had a spirit day, uh, and the spirit day they had to wear green. My son, Jaden, uh, they had to wear green. Um, and my son says, dad, and he looks at my coat rack and he goes, can I wear grandpa's, uh, Marine Corps helmet? It's all green. It's, it's camouflage. I said, you want to wear that? He's like, yeah, I'm supposed to wear green. And I'm supposed to take a picture and upload it to my classwork file. So my teacher can see it, that I'm celebrating uh, spirit day. I said, yeah. So we put on my grandfather's, uh, Marine Corps helmet and he stood by the door and he, he gave this little stern look and he, he's saluting and, uh, man, I'm sorry. I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff, man. 
uh, I sent it to my aunt and said and asked her to show my grandfather and she said he was just so happy to see that um, and I just man I just love my the fact that my my kids love my grandfather man that's their great grandfather but they love him to death um, so that was that was really cool um, I've been having them write letters uh, and this is a this is a good tip so parents uh, if you are looking for things to keep your kids busy let's say your kids are like mine it, it really like Jordan Jordan finishes school super early. He knocks all his stuff out and it'll be like literally 1130 and he'll be like, I don't, I'm done with school. Everything's done. I'm like, you can't be done. And I'll check his work and I'm like, damn, you are done. Uh, what I've been doing, and maybe this will help you is I've been having my kids write letters. Um, because most kids that it's like a lost art. Nobody writes letters anymore. So I've been having them write letters. I've taught them how to fill out an envelope you know the return address, the uh, the the address where you're sending it to, um, and uh, and I've just had them write letters. I say, hey, we're gonna who haven't you wrote? I had, you know, I have Jordan write my my godmother, which is my aunt Ariel, and he wrote her a letter. That's where we go to Arizona to, for spring training. We stay with her, so he wrote her a letter. Um, I had J- uh, Jaden write his grandfather on his mom's side, who lives in San Diego, um, and then. You know, the cool thing was you hear him every now and then, gosh, my writing sucks, Dad. And I say, that's exactly why we're doing it. So you don't feel like that. So your writing gets better. So you're not just writing a letter, but you're also using the pencil, using the pen, and you're getting better at writing. Practice makes perfect. Not perfect. Practice makes progress. Um, so that's that's another thing I've been doing. So they've written letters to even their friends. So they've written so many letters during this quarantine. Um, and if I could give you guys a tip, man, have your kids write letters, have them write them to your parents, have them write them to their teachers, have them write them to, uh, their friends, just have them write letters. There's endless amount of people they can write letters to. And my kids have wrote, have written so many letters this year. So yeah, if I could give you a tip, do that. Uh, and thank me later. (laughs) Um, keeping active. You know, uh, most of you guys know that, you know, I'm always I'm always doing something out there uh, trying to keep my kids active. Uh, Jordan has been showing interest in flag football. Again, he doesn't want to play tackle football. He just doesn't want to play contact. He loves flag football. Uh, And he's been asking me, Dad, uh, when flag football comes back after this whole quarantine is over, I really want to play again. And uh, he said, can you help train me to get me ready? And I said, yeah. So we've been going out there, and I've been working with them, throwing them routes. I've been having, teaching them how to cover, uh, teaching them about his footwork, um, and you know, teaching them everything. And uh, that's what I've been doing. And he's been he's been eating it up. The cool thing is, Jaden doesn't want to play flag football again, even though he's really good at it. Um, I won't never force my kids to do stuff like that. But uh, he loves to throw the ball, so he plays quarterback and he throws routes to his brother, and he's really good at it. He just doesn't want to play. Um, so he has volunteered, Hey dad, I'll throw the routes. And so he's back there and I'll give Jordy a route and I'll show him how to run it. And Jaden will throw the ball. Um, so that's a good thing about having a brother, um, you know, and that can help with training and whatnot. Um, we've got back into baseball training, uh, took the boys over to independence high school, which is where I went to high school and played ball. Um, and just got out there and man, got the, got the arms loose again uh did some short toss did some long toss to loosen up them arms uh got in some batting practice um there was a lot of kinks man (laughs) 
it's been a while. It's been a year. So, you know, I told the guys, hey, don't don't get down on yourself if you're struggling with ground balls or if your arm's a little sore. This has been a while. So let's just get the get the kinks out and get back into it. So that's what we've been doing. Um, and that's it's been fun. I, I, you know, I'm a baseball guy. Uh, I love football, but I'm a I'm a baseball guy, first and foremost. Um, the most awesome thing is this. These boys ran the mile alone for the first time about a week ago. And the thing was, I did not plan on them to do that. I usually run, again, if you follow me on Instagram and my socials, you know that I'm always running and I'm training them and running a mile. Sometimes we'll run a mile and a half. Sometimes we'll run walk for 45 minutes and they'll do like four miles with me. Uh, but typically, when we run a mile, I'll run with them and I'm timing it with my phone. I have the app. And uh, Jordan, out of nowhere, we're getting ready to run. He goes, Dad, can we run it alone this time? And I looked at him, I said, you want to run by yourself? He said, yeah. So we were at the high school. And Jaden goes, yeah, can, I, can we run it alone? I said, are you guys serious? He's like, he's like, yeah. And I go, yeah, man, sure, why not? And I go, okay, I'm going to set the app up on the phone. Here you go. And uh, you want me to put some music on? He's like, no, I just want to run. He goes, I just... He goes, I, I think we can do good if we run at our own pace, and I want to see how good we are. And I said, okay, I don't want you guys feeling like you need to keep up with each other. I said, don't get mad if someone's leading and the other one's behind. Just run at your own pace. And they said, okay. And uh, he hit start on the app, and he just took off running with his brother. And, man, I watched him go around this bend, and I'm not going to lie, I teared up. I was like, wow. That we're already here. That's where we're at now. We're we're at this point now. They're they're taking my phone and they're running the mile by themselves. And uh, I was proud, man. I was super proud. I was how, like as you could tell, I'm, I'm still speechless. Um, you know, and every time they came around that bend, you know, to complete a lap, I'm like clapping it up, and I'm like, man, keep going, buddy. You're doing great. You're doing great. Keep going. And uh. And Jordy would be like, Dad, look, I'm doing good. And he'd tell me his time when he's going by. And uh, and Jaden, you know, Jaden was behind him. Um, but every now and every time Jaden would come out, I'm giving Jaden a boost. I'm like, look at you. I don't know any nine-year-old that's beasting out like you. Look at you. You should be proud of yourself. And he'd smile and he'd run. And, um, yeah, man, it's, it was such a great feeling to watch that. Um, and I'm so proud of Jordan. Uh, because, you know, Jordan's put on some weight um, over this quarantine. You know, these kids, man, there's every parent that I know, their kids are putting on weight because they're at home. They're If your kids are like mine, which most of them are, I, I want a snack. Can I get a snack? Can I have a snack? Hey, Dad, can I get a snack? Hey, Mom, do you have any snack? I'm, you know, you're at home. You're homeschooling. You're home. There's nowhere to go. They're snacking. Uh, and playing games and yeah so i've been it's been hard for me i've been staying on them but you know they are home more than they normally would be so they are snacking but what makes me proud of jordan is even though he's put on some weight during this quarantine he is busting his butt he does not complain during his workouts and he's running more than he ran prior to having weight on him like he's running and just doing his thing um yeah it's just it's just fantastic to watch man I'm, I'm i'm enjoying the hell out of it um 
So that was very, very, very awesome. Um, the other thing is, too, so we have a walking park by where they live, and I usually take them there, and we do a 45-minute walk, right? But there's push-up stations. Like, there's a bunch of big rocks, and we just lean on the rocks, and we'll do push-ups. Or there's little bars, and we lean against the bars, and we do push-ups. On this last 45-minute walk we did, they did a total of 220 push-ups. 220. I was so... I've, I'm not kidding you, man. If you go on my Instagram, you see the video. And uh, and I'm just, man, I'm, I'm cheesing right now, man. I'm sure you can hear it. I'm cheesing because, yo, it just, what we've been doing for the last couple of years is starting to take form. And I'm starting to see the change in these kids. And I'm just loving it, man. I'm absolutely loving it. Um, and the people that have been following this just journey that I've been on with my kids, they see it too. And I'm just loving when I get these messages like, yo, I remember when these guys first started exercising with you. These kids are little beasts now. And uh, it's awesome, man. Um, it's very awesome to uh, to watch um, and to be a part of. Uh, another cool thing was... Um, as if you cannot tell this is the this is the part this is the segment of this podcast where i fill you in with everything that's been going on with my kids uh and this is what this is what i do i'm a dad i'm a proud dad um and this is my life uh i got a call the other day <laughs> and this is a day that i didn't have the kids all right um they were with their mom they were uh get what we were doing I was doing something. I was doing an install or something. Give me one second. Drink some water. I was doing something work-related, and uh, Jaden messages me. He's like, hey, Dad. And I said, yeah, what's up? He's like, hey, uh, can we do Uber Eats today? I said, sure, that's a good idea. And he goes, yeah, I'm bored. He goes, I want to make some money today. And I said, okay, cool, yeah, let me finish up here, and and, uh, and we can get to it. He goes, all right, because I'm trying to buy something. And then Jaden, and then Jordy gets the iPad, and he texts me. He's like, yeah, Dad, I need to make $10 more. I'm trying to buy a mouse. <laughs> and I started cracking up because I'm like, do you know how many kids would ask for the money, would ask their mom and dad, hey, I need 10 bucks, or I need 20 bucks, or I need this, or and that's not what that call was. That's not what that text was about. That text was, hey, Dad, I want to go to work today. Can you come pick us up so we can work and go make that money so we can come back and get on Amazon and buy this mouse and buy this other thing that I want to do? And I'm like, yeah. So many kids wouldn't approach it that way. And, and uh, again, this, these are the lessons that they're, that you're getting and that they're starting to sink in and I'm very proud. Um, so yeah, we did uh, Uber Eats. Uh, they made their money and it was a wrap. And yeah, it was just a proud moment, man. A very proud moment. Um, here's the other thing, okay? So let's, I'm gonna get to the, to the, to the lesson that uh, I told you about that Jaden had with homeschooling. Um, so we go from me being extremely proud to almost having a bad day and just ruining it. And not only that, to be honest with you, having a day that I failed as a, as a father, um, as a parent. Um, and, and I snatched it up right before that happened. I snatched it up. 
uh, I got a I got an idea, and uh, we were able to turn it around. Um, Jaden had a rough day. Uh, we were doing homeschooling, and I always know when he starts asking me or about something that he already knows how to do that he's been doing in class for weeks and then he acts like he doesn't know how to do it all of a sudden i that's the tell all that he's about to have a bad day because he's acting like i don't know how to do this it's too hard and he's everything's hard and it's something that he's been doing uh, and that's what was going on he was turning off his camera for his class so they couldn't see his face and his teacher does not like that um so he was having one of those days <clears throat> and i had to log him off I sent a message to his teacher and I said, hey, I'm going to log him off and try to get him to turn this day around. Uh, but send me anything that he needs, uh, that if he, if he falls behind, just send it to me and we'll get it done. Uh, but I'm not, I'm logging him out of class today. So I logged him out and, uh, man, we were battling. I, I, you know, I was threatening, I'm taking away your iPad, I'm taking away your PS4. You know, that didn't work. He still had an attitude. Then I said, okay, well, we're going to go after this. When your brother's done with school, we're going to go to the high school and you're going to run bleachers for an hour. Because I've had him do that before. If you listen to this podcast, you know I've had him do stuff like that before. Uh, and he threw a fit. He was mad. And then I was still mad. Because I wasn't getting the reaction that I want. I, he wasn't saying, okay, Dad, I apologize. I'm sorry. Let me turn it around. He wasn't. He was just defiant. And uh, so I got to a point where I sat him in a chair and I had him face face the curtain. I said, you're just going to sit there and you're going to face the curtain. And I'm telling you, man, this kid is stubborn, man. This is, this is my little one, man. He's tough. And um, I was, you know, I text his mom. I'm like, listen, I don't want him to have his iPad or his PS4 right now. Um, I gotta go do an install right now uh, for a sign that I did for a client. I said, but when I'm done, I'm coming back. I'm going to pick up the boys, and we're gonna resolve this. And uh, J Jordan was having a good day. It was just Jaden, but I always bring them together. Uh, so she said, okay. I hear you. I know what you're talking about because he does it here from time to time. And uh, But during my two hours away that I was doing some work, I got an idea. Because I was mad. I was still I was still in a bad mood. And I said, you know what? I can't do this. I can't have a day like this. I'm at my install. I'm not in a good mood. I don't want to have an attitude when I get back to go grab my kids. I don't want to be upset. And out of nowhere, I said, I'm going to give him an ultimatum. I'm going to give him an option. He can run the bleachers while me and Jordy work out. He can run the bleachers until we're done, which he's done before and he hates. Um, or we're going to use this as a teaching moment. You just heard me say that he earns money by doing Uber Eats and he also earns money by doing chores and whatnot. So he has some money. So I was going to give him the option of, hey, you take your money, you pay for it, we go buy a bunch of tacos and some drinks at the dollar store and we package them up in a meal prep box and we go hand them out to the homeless. But I'm not paying for it. You pay for it. And you put together all the meal prep boxes. I will drive you around San Jose and you pass them out. And uh, I said, he's not going to want to do that. I was wrong. Uh, I underestimated the lessons that I've been teaching these boys and boy uh, was I surprised and I shouldn't be surprised because this is something that I've been instilling in them since they were babies but when I picked them up I gave them that ultimatum I gave them the choice that you just heard me say and he said I have to pay for I have to use my own money you're not going to help me I said nope 
I'm not, you're the one that started this day off that way. I am not paying out of my own pocket. This is the amount of money you have right now in a bank account. You're going to take some of that. I'm going to take you and you're going to buy the tacos and we're gonna, then I'll take you to the dollar store. And then you're going to buy the drinks as well and the containers. And he said, okay, I'll do that. I'll feed the homeless. And I looked at him. I said, are you sure? He said, yeah, I, w I really want my money because I was going to buy something, but I'll just do it. I don't want to run the bleachers. So I took him to Taco Bell. We got $32 tacos. Uh, took him to the dollar store. We got some juices. We also got these uh, styrofoam trays, you know, the clam trays, and popped the trunk, and I had him assemble 15 meals. Nothing crazy. 15 meals. And then we put them in the back seat and we drove around San Jose to all the little homeless encampments. And anytime we came across somebody, I rolled down the window and we asked if they were hungry. And he would give them a meal and he would tell them, God bless you. And uh, I got to tell you, um, it was magic, man. It was magic. It was one of the best ideas that had ever come to me. Uh, because I I turned my day around, I turned my son's day around, and uh, I watched him shine. He felt so good. Um, every time he would, here you go, you hungry too? Here you go, God bless you guys, God bless you. I would hear it in his voice, he, he felt good. And when we were done, I turned the camera around, I said, tell me about your lesson. How do you feel? And he said, I feel like a really good person. I said, tell me why. He said, because um, I'm thankful for my life and that I'm blessed and I'm, that we could help people, you know, when we can. And um, people are homeless out here. They don't have much. And, you know, we give them food. And I'm just thankful for that. Uh, and he went on into more detail and, and just, I said, tell everybody why you're doing this. And he said that, you know, I was throwing a fit. I didn't want to do my work and all this stuff. And. I just, I let him talk, and he turned it around. He went from having a, a really bad day to having a great day and feeling like, feeling good about himself instead of feeling like, oh, man, I'm in trouble. I'm a bad kid. I don't listen. We turned that around, and he actually felt good about himself, and that is a lesson that is so priceless, and, uh, I'm just really thankful for that day. It was an amazing day. Uh, if you want to see it, the video is on my Instagram, at It's Ray Molina. Check it out. Um, and if you like it, share it. Share it. I appreciate you guys. Please share it because uh, it needs to be seen. It definitely needs to be seen. Um, tomorrow, okay, moving on. Tomorrow, or actually today, uh, it is very early in the morning. Uh, we're going to be going to... Uh, St. James Park and my church is doing a homeless outreach and I, I try to take my kids out there um, as much as possible uh, just teach them how to to give back just like that last lesson uh, so out there we give out coffee some snacks uh, and there's a bunch of clothes and bins that the that they can go through out there and pick out some shoes and jackets and and whatnot right now it's really cold where we're at uh, and it's starting to rain it rained today uh, so we just go out there for about 45 minutes and uh, set up some tables and and give out so and give out stuff 
So I'll be picking up uh, one of the kids I mentor and bring my kids out there and we'll be doing that. So anyways, yeah, that's uh, that'll be in a few hours, actually. Um, church is getting back uh, a little bit, a little bit of normalcy, it, which is weird because we're back in a lockdown again. But we've had a, a fireside prayer meeting at the church outdoors, of course. Um, but that felt good because, you know, back around the church family uh having some prayer and it's just good to be around people again um we just had our last prayer meeting over the fire uh until the holidays get by so we did that and that was cool um doing zoom midweeks doing prayer on the hill which is we go to grossbeck park in out here in san jose and there's a hill at the top of this park that you can oversee the city so we go there and we do a prayer uh there so i've just been trying to stay active man um you know i've ha- i have been having my days where uh, I don't feel like I'm connected enough. I don't feel like I've been praying enough. I don't feel like I've been um, thanking God for uh, where he has me right now. Um, again, uh, there's a lot of stuff that I want to change in my life right now, and I would like it to move faster, but uh, it just isn't. But I'm continuing to stay the course, and I just have been feeling disconnected. So I've been working on trying to reconnect myself um, with my church and uh just prayer and 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 whatnot so i'm really happy that uh i've kind of locked back in and doing my midweeks and um and whatnot with that being said uh you guys know um if you're new you don't if you are familiar with me I have a very strong opinion with regards to the lockdown. I have a very strong opinion with regards to the virus um, and with regards to businesses being shut down and churches being shut down and all that. Um, There is a church locally that I don't go to, that I don't attend, that I just heard of uh, called Cavalry Church, which is in Willow Glen, California. Uh, And I literally stumbled upon a story that uh, they are fighting against the lockdown and they are having church indoors. Um, and they are being fined every time they gather. Uh, and th- the pastor is is uh, taking a stand, uh, you know, and rightfully so. There are a lot of things that are open right now that people are gathering in obscene amount of numbers. Costco, uh, Walmart, you name it, uh, to where it doesn't make any sense that um, people can't attend church as long as they're social distancing. So this pastor said, you know what? I'm going to take a stand. I'm not going to I'm not going to adhere to these uh to these uh unconstitutional uh mandates. I'm just not doing it. And uh I'm going to try and go out there this weekend. Uh it's called Cavalry Church again. It's in Willow Glen. And uh if I can make it on Sunday, I'm going to try and go. I want to support them. Uh so if you are out there, you're hearing this podcast and you're in this area, you will see me wearing this shirt, Faith Faith and Facts over Fear, and I will be there in church. Uh to support them uh they have a church uh their first church service is at 9 a.m which is perfect because my church doesn't start till 10 and i want to go out there and show support um they are getting fined fifteen thousand dollars every day i believe they are up to eight hundred thousand dollars in fines uh and they are going to fight it and i am supporting them and i want to be there uh, and just show my support for for a pastor who says you know enough is enough um it is not fair that you are shutting us down people need to be able to go uh 
and being their church family. People need to be able to do that, especially with all the depression and people feeling disconnected um, right now. And uh, I'm a firm believer in that. So I will be there. Um, I'm going to try to get there on time on Sunday and um, and support. All right. Um, shoot, man. What I've been doing, aside from everything you heard me with the kids, I've been trying to, um, you know, I've been trying to just have some normalcy as well. I, I got I got hipped to the, the versus battles. If you guys are into music, into versus battles, obviously I love doing music. I love music. Uh, and, uh, so I've, I've listened to, uh, the Jeezy and Gucci man, uh, versus battle, which is, that was legendary and historic because if you know anything about these guys, they hate each other. Uh, well, they, they just don't have a lot of love for each other. And, uh, there was some very, very, uh, deadly stuff that went on between them in the past. So, uh, these two people couldn't even be in the same room. Uh, but that battle was something else, man. If you watched it, uh, you know, and if you're locked into how these two uh, were connected when they were younger and then fell apart, you know uh, it was something to have these two guys in the same room and having this versus battle. And it just brought me back, man. It was a flashback. Uh, I I just, I was loving it. I was enjoying it. I was rapping word for word, dancing by myself, watching it. And I felt normal again because, man, you can't. You can't go to a, a bar no more. You can't go anywhere where they have music. Everything is just shut off. So I had that. I had my computer turned up extra loud on the loudspeaker, and was it just felt normal, man. Um, so the next verses I'm gonna watch is one that's uh, today, Saturday, uh, the twelfth, and uh, it's uh, Keisha Cole and Ashanti. And I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm gonna be singing. At the top of my lungs, when both when both of them girls are uh, both of them women are battling, and I don't know who you got. I love them both, but I'm going for the Bay girl, Keisha Cole. Uh, Keisha's just man, she's just dope. So I'm going for Keisha Cole in the next versus battle. Uh, if you are trying to watch it and you're like, what the hell is he talking about? You get on Instagram, uh, go to versus. It's V E R Z U Z, and you can watch it on their live stream uh, tonight. I believe it's 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna check that out. Uh, and I, like I said, I'm gonna be singing my butt off. Um, the other thing is, I finally checked out Cobra Kai, uh, which is the the Karate Kid uh, series uh, of uh, Daniel Larusso and the uh, and the other guy who. Um, I forget the guy's name. Anyways, the guy that he he hated when he was in high school. They're older now. And uh, this series, I thought it was going to be cheesy, and it's actually really good. Um, so uh, I've got into Cobra Kai, and I've been watching it. And uh, it's just kind of cool. That whoever's writing it is doing a pretty, pretty good job because um, he sucked me in. I thought it was the cheesiest thing when I saw them. Uh, and you know, they're older guys now. And I was like, oh man, they're, they're, this is a stretch. Why are they doing this? It's actually really good. So, uh, if you get a chance, if you're a Karate Kid fan, check it out. Uh, Cobra Kai, that's on Netflix. All right. Um, other than that, I just been working, 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 man. Um, what you can't see right here off to the left of me, uh, is I've got papers pinned to my door. Uh, and these are, um, you know, just debts that I have that I've been crossing out every time I make a payment. Um, and that's what I've been doing during this pandemic to keep myself busy uh, is I've been working crazy hours and just taking money and just throwing it at these because I'm trying to clear my plate. 
Uh, I'm actually on schedule to pay off my car two years early, and that hasn't been the easiest thing, but I'm doing it. Uh, so that's what I've been doing, man. That's what I've been spending my time with. When you when I'm not doing the stuff with my kids and all that, um, these are the things I'm doing to keep myself busy. All right? So, yeah, and working out. So, yeah. Um, real quick. <laughs> when it comes, I've come to terms that I, I am just a different beast when it comes to dating. Um, and I didn't realize that until I started having conversations uh, with, with women um, and who, you know, that, to be honest, you know, we were sharing some interests and, you know, and just having conversations with different women and, you know, we can't really connect because of the pandemic. So it's been, you know, a lot of phone messages and, and, and talking and whatnot. And I just realized that I'm in a really strange place for me. Uh, I shouldn't say strange. It's just different. Um, because I catch myself having conversations, um, about things that never really, you know, concerned me in my past, you know, prior to me being married, uh, some years ago, uh, these are the questions and things that I never would really, um, talk about or hold someone to standard wise, because it was like what I, I was just like, whatever. And that sounds really messed up to say, but I really didn't, I don't think I had standards or I just was like, if I like this person, then let's date, you know? And what I've noticed, uh, in recent conversations, um, with, um, women that I've, you know, connected with online, um, whether it be through, um, an app or, or social media or whatever is, um, man, uh, I, I have a hard time dealing with vices, you know, and we've all got our vices, um, you know, but when it comes to like, uh, vices or, or beliefs or, or, um, you know, going to church or things like that, I'm starting to find out for, for me, like, these are things that, uh, that I can't compromise, uh, because I've, I've noticed that a few of my conversations have been, you know, um, I just can't, I, you know, I have a struggle with someone who has a, a smoking habit, you know, I can't, um, I just can't get past it. Like, I don't mind being friends or whatnot, but I know that it's going to be an issue. And so I don't, I don't go any further, you know what I mean? Um, cause I've just, I've, I've never liked smoking and I've raised my kids and they know that smoking is just not healthy and I'm living, uh, for the most part, a healthy life. And it just doesn't, it goes against what I preach to people on, you know, in my life and it goes against what I preach to my kids. Um, so I struggle with that. Um, and I just, it's not, it's something that I can't compromise. Um, the other thing is believing, um, is, you know, having um, a foundation of belief in your life, um, going to church, uh, not really religion, because I, like I, most of you guys know, I, I don't have a religion. Um, I think religion is man-made, um, and it's another way to divide people. So it's not really about religion. It's just having a base, um, believing, uh, believing in God and, and having a base uh, foundation in your life. And I find a lot of conversations I'm having, you know, uh, people saying, no, nah, I don't, I don't go to church. You know, I just don't, you know, it's not something I, I want to do. Um, and almost immediately I'm like, yeah, 
No, I hear you. And, uh, yeah, it's something I can't do. You know, I can't be the only one in a relationship um, going to church with my kids and dating someone who just won't do it. It's just not going to work, you know. Um, and I find myself putting that out there right away. Um, and it's been it's been kind of weird because it turns the conversation. It's like, wow, so you don't even want to meet and hang out. And I'm just like, no, I don't mind meeting, you know, but it's just, I can be honest with you. It's not going to go anywhere. Uh, because I don't want to, I don't want to be the person to change somebody. I don't want to, I don't want to be the guy that someone starts dating and their parents or their friends go, Oh, you know, look at you. You're doing all these things that you never did all for this guy. You know what I mean? I, I want to be with someone who's already got these things these things implemented into their lives, uh, and then we just complement each other and we're doing it together, um, and that just hasn't happened. Um, so I've had some conversations with women who've kind of just stalled. You know what I mean? They've just flat out stalled. Um, and then a big thing for me, uh, and uh, a big thing for me is the text versus call versus social media thing. Um, I'm realizing that a lot of people don't want to talk on the phone. They would rather send you a DM and have this long drawn out DM conversation, or they would rather have this text conversation and just text, 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 text all day. And I'm good with that, um, for a little while. And after a while, I'm like, and I don't even like doing FaceTime. I, I'm talking about just having a phone conversation to talk. Uh, but that is not something that uh, people seem to do a lot of these days. Um, and I test people. And I apologize for any of these women who are listening right now. I test people. I give them my phone number. I say, here, you know, let's talk sometime. I give them my phone number. And I just watch. And I'll get a text. Hey, it's me. Hey, what's going on? Boom, boom, boom. I'll initiate. Hey. When I'm done, well, let's talk later. Cool, let's talk. Get on the phone, we'll talk. Afterwards, if I don't initiate it, there is no phone calls. It's just a whole lot of sending a selfie, sending a photo of what you know what they're doing, or hey, this is what I'm wearing today, or hey, this is what I'm eating. What are you having for lunch? Um, sending a DM when they see me post something on Instagram or Facebook or whatever it is, but. There is not a lot of actual real conversation, getting on the phone, talking, and then saying, hey, would you like to meet up and go for a walk, go for a hike, have some coffee, do something. Um, and, man, I'm just not there. It's I. Nothing is intriguing me. You know what I mean? Um, I, I've met some very good, good people. And I and I'm still talk to them to this day. There, I love the conversations, but there's no um, there's no spark. There's no spark. You know what I mean? Um, I I need that phone conversation. It's like I I just need to hear this person's voice. I need to understand. Uh, you know, I need to talk to them and get a feel for who they are. Um, you just don't get that through text and through social media. So, uh, yeah, if I gave you my number and you are not using it um, and you are proceeding to send me a DM or texting me, I, I can't connect that way. <laughs> and I guess until that changes, I'm going to be a single man for a while. Um, and that's just kind of what it looks like, you know. Um, you know, it is what it is. Um, so, 
if you want to know anybody anything about me and you're listening for the first time or you are someone who uh, I've chatted with and whatnot, I'm giving you an insight. I I don't mind texting and DMing, but uh, at some point, we got to get on some adult stuff and, and have some conversations on the phone uh, and then take it from the phone to meeting up and, and doing some things, walking, uh, going for a hike, uh, having some coffee together. You know what I mean? Uh, it's not like we can sit and talk anywhere. We can go and hang out at a park. I go and do that with my kids. You know, I have no problem doing that with another adult. Um, so that's what I'm looking for. All right. Um, until then, I guess I'm a, a single cowboy, <laughs> so to say. Um, I'm going to close it out with a quick story uh, about a wonderful, wonderful man uh, I call a, a really good friend of mine, uh, my, my buddy Frank. Uh, and um, Frank is a, a gentleman that I have no doubt God uh, put us in each other's paths. Uh, he is a coach for basketball and he also has started a foundation called one vision where he trains kids for basketball and uh and just as a mentor and and uh you know gives them the word and does all kinds of things uh with this uh with this organization that he just started but um i love the guy to death we've connected we went on quite a few hikes uh or a few hikes i should say uh when he was living out here in San Jose, he has since relocated to the uh, uh, Elk Grove area, and uh, and his son is living out there. Um, and you know, me and Frank, our story is real similar. Um, you know, our relationships with our fathers, um, our relationships with our kids, um, and going through uh, breakups that were very very hard on us as men. Um, me and Frank had a conversation the other day, and, uh, you know, he is a basketball guy through and through. Um, and, you know, he's had some moments where he struggled with, you know, uh, people judging him for throwing his life into basketball. Uh, and I understand that so much. I understand that wholeheartedly because I've had it happen to me my whole life. I've had people judge me for throwing my life into music, uh, for throwing my life into the creative part of me uh, with uh, my business that I do with multimedia. Um, and I've had people throw throw it in my face with touring and, and doing this podcast um, because there is no definite paycheck with all of this stuff. You know, you have to hustle, you have to grind it out, um, and you have to have faith. Um, and so I know when he brought that up, I know what he's going through. Um, cause he was told recently uh, by somebody that, uh, you know, you're just throwing your life into basketball and there's more, I, there's more to life than just basketball. You can't make life about basketball. And, um, you know, and you got to do this, you got to do that. And then, you know, just critiquing him and, and doing all these things about, you know, making him feel like maybe he's not being the best father uh, to his son. And I said, Frank, listen to me. This, these are people who've given up on their dreams years ago, okay? These are people who, who never dared to dream, okay? They got in line for a job application and got a job and went to work after high school. And what they do is they 
go to work at a job that they hate. They probably grab a 12-pack before they come home. They come home, kick the dog, sit on the lazy boy, kill the 12-pack, wait for their wife or their girlfriend or whoever to bring them dinner. Or if they're solo, they throw a microwave dinner in the microwave. And that's their day. They don't have any energy to spend with their kids, nothing. They just come home, and that is their day. I gave my energy and my best hours of the day to my job. And what my wife or my girlfriend and my kids get is the wind down. They get the absolute worst hours of my day. I'm tired. I am now drunk. And I have no energy to do anything. And I don't even want to hear how your day was. Do not let these people get in your head they don't know what it's like to do something like what you're doing they don't understand the passion the energy that it takes to do what you're doing to take time out of your life to take a to take a risk with your life to teach kids to mentor kids about a game that you grew up loving and got really damn good at they don't know what it's like. Just like the people who were judging me, they don't know what it's like to put yourself on the line, to put yourself on the front line to get critiqued for the music you make, to go in front of a crowd and get booed or, 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 or have a promoter tell you that there's not enough people here, no one really came to see you, to get on YouTube and have music videos and, and have people critique you, to have a podcast and have people critique you on the stuff that you're talking about. They don't know what it's like to do any of that because they've never taken a risk and, and put themselves on the front line. They just go to work every day. We're different. I said, and for people to to say, you know, you can't possibly be with your son doing this, doing that every day. I said, I hear it too, Frank. There are people who message me every day. How is it that you have this much time to do all these things with your kid? And you know what I say? You make the time for things that you love. Things that mean the most to you. You make the time. I chose not to give the best days of my life, the most hours of my life to a corporation who at the end of the day could let me go whenever the hell they want. I chose to give my children the best days of my life, the best hours of my life, give them my energy. They deserve that. They don't deserve the dad who comes home and is just like this and, 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 and is drunk. And I'm not, listen to me very close. I am not knocking fathers who bust their ass every day at a job that they hate. I understand I was there. I'm not knocking fathers. I'm, I commend you guys. But what I'm trying to do is make people understand. And what I was telling Frank is they have to come home and realize that your kid had a day too at school. He maybe wants to talk to you. He maybe wants to play with you. She maybe your daughter may want to play with you or talk to you or or sit down and hey, let me tell you about this book I read, dad, or hey, let me tell you what I learned. Hey dad, you want to go outside and go for a walk? Dad, can you can you teach me how to ride my bike? Can you throw the football with me? Can you throw the baseball? They deserve that. 
So maybe instead of going every day uh, and picking up that 12-pack, maybe you skip that and you get home and you grab a cup of coffee, grab that energy drink and, and chug it and just and give your kids that last couple, that last burst you got. Give, give them that energy. Give them, give, them, give them the last couple hours you got and just show them that, hey, I'm here. I missed you guys. How was your day? Same thing with your wife. Do you need anything? You need any help? You know, do you, uh, can I help you uh, cook the dinner? Is everything done? You want me to set the table? Um, do you want me to do the dishes for you? Yeah, I work too, but let me help out. And then boom, when you're done with all that, then you wind down. That's all I'm saying. But what I told Frank was this. For the dads and people who say that and the parents that say that, a lot of them, you make them feel guilty when they get on your social media and they see everything that you're doing. They feel guilty because they know they are not doing what they're supposed to be doing. They know they are guilty of just coming home and giving their family the shit end of the stick when it comes to their hours of the day and their energy. They're coming home and they're done. They feel guilty. And you know what? I don't care if you feel guilty. You should be inspired. And if you don't know how to do it, DM me. DM somebody like Frank. How do you do it? I need to get where you're at. I'm disconnected from my son. I'm disconnected from my daughter. I come, I am that guy. I come home every day and I kick the dog and I have a 12 pack and I kill the 12 pack and I'm done. And then I wake up and I, and I start my day over again. How do you do it? How can I get there? I don't apologize for being how I am with my father, my, with my kids, excuse me. I don't apologize for being the father I am with my kids. And if you are watching and you feel guilty and you want to say something and, and there's no possible way, I work my butt off. And these guys, what, what are you possibly doing and, and wasting, you know, wasting your time? And I'm not. You know what? I'm on your ass. Yeah. Get on my Instagram and figure out what you're doing wrong. And if you feel guilty, don't get upset. Ask, ask what you can do. Because that's what I did. I watched people and I said, I got to get better at being a father. And I told Frank the same thing. Don't feel guilty because you spend a, a good portion of your day with your kid, training your kid, being there with your kid, showing him things, being there when he needs you. Getting your kid into a, 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 a private school to where he can actually thrive when you never thought that was going to be an opportunity for you because you didn't make enough money. That is a blessing from God. Someone saying, oh, you, 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 th you and your son think you're better than everybody. If that is you and you watch someone like, like my buddy Frank or you watch someone like me and you look at us and that's what you think. Oh, look at the Molina boys. They think they're better than everybody. Then you are more messed up in the head than I ever could imagine. If that's what you get when you get online and you see a father and his kids every day working to be better, having a strong relationship, if that's what you get from that, you have more problems than I could even imagine. Because you should be inspired. 
And if you're not inspired and you're confused, like I tell you, I am one of the easiest people to contact. I don't have all the answers, but if you are inspired and you want to know what can I do, I'm a DM away. I'm a text message away. I'm a call away. My number and my my and my uh, email is on my Instagram right there. And if you get so confused, you don't know how to contact me. You know, my website is my full name, RayMolina.com. It does not get any easier. So if you're one of these these parents, one of these dads, uh, one of these moms, and you're not sure, and uh, you know, how the hell am I spending all this time with my kids? How do I work? How do I earn a living? That's impossible. I don't have the energy. I don't have the time to do all that. Yes, you do. And step it the fuck up. I'm sorry for using bad language, but you know what, man? That conversation I had with my buddy, he was he was visibly and, and I could hear him. He was hurt by some of the stuff that was being said. I'm a different breed. I'm gonna come a whole nother direction. You come to my Instagram, you better feel you better feel the pressure. Cause I'm on your ass. If you're a father or you're a parent and you're not on your job and you're skating through on your kids' lives and you're doing the bare minimum, yeah, I want you to feel every piece of that when you come to my Instagram. Because I'm on your ass. What I do every day with my kids, I take pride in. I'm not going to allow the streets to raise my kids. I'm not going to allow my kids to fall in the cracks. I'm going to guide them through like I'm supposed to. And I'm going to train them to have respect, to have a foundation, and to be a leader with their own friends. That's my job. And I don't apologize for that. I will never apologize for that. So again, if you are somebody who sits back and you see a father doing what I do, or you see a father doing what my buddy Frank does, or anybody else, and you are looking at it like, oh, they think they're better than everybody. No, they're not. No, we are not. I don't think I'm better than nobody. And if you, if that, for some reason you listen to this podcast and that's what you get, you got more problems than I ever thought you did, man. Cause I don't live my life thinking I'm better than anybody. And I don't, I don't raise my kids to think they're better than anybody. I raise my kids to, to teach, to teach them values, to teach them to give back, to teach them to help. I just told you a few stories on this, on this episode right here. Of how I'm teaching my kids to give back and to help people. Don't be that parent. Don't be that dad. Don't be upset. That's guilt talking to you. That's something in you and your heart telling you, you know what? You're not doing enough. You can be better. And if that's you and that and you're listening right now or you're watching on YouTube and, and that's you and you're saying, that is me. I am disconnected from my son or daughter. My relationship with them isn't good. It's struggling. I don't know how to connect with them. I'm no guru, but I love to talk. Obviously, I got a podcast. I love to talk and I love helping people. Don't be cynical. Don't be don't be angry. 
don't judge people and, and think that they just got it better than you. Because it's not true. I'm not rich. I don't make a whole lot of money. I just set my priorities to be with my kids, to raise them. They're the thing that I do best. I raise, I raise my kids. I teach them. Which is why I fell in love with coaching. Which is why I fell in love with mentoring. I love helping. So telling my buddy Frank this. I said don't ever let anybody make you feel guilty for what you do. You come from a hellhole, man. You asked me before you went to Sacramento, should I go? And I said, Frank, listen to me. You have one son. What is keeping you here in San Jose? You got a relationship? You got a job that you can't transfer? What is it? He said, I got nothing. I said, okay. Your teenage son reached out to you and said, Dad, I wish you were closer. I need you. That's it. That's all you need. Hell, that's all I would need. I'm out. When your child calls and says, I need you, I wish you were closer, you make it happen. And he called to say, I thank you for that because you were the, the, the one person that told me, get out of here, go, move. Move now. He goes, and it's been the best move I've ever had. My relationship with my son, it, it could never be, it, it's never been better. I got this job. He goes, I got offered this coaching job at this, at this school. They're going to help me with my organization. He goes, and guess what? My kid's going to the private school. And I'm coaching there. That made me so proud to hear him. I said, you should be proud of that. And anybody that can't appreciate that and can't tell you that they're happy for you, cut them out. You don't need them in your life. Tell them goodbye. If there is anybody listening right now and you have people like this in your life, you have people telling you that you can't possibly be doing this or you can't possibly be doing that, how do you have the time for it? Or when are you going to get a real job? Your life can't be all about basketball. It can't be all about baseball. It can't be all about music. It can't be all about your podcast. Get those people out of your life. They are dream killers. And they don't believe you can do it because they never believed in themselves. And when it comes to parenting, people nowadays are not used to seeing parenting done right. It's been done wrong for so many years that when they see it done the right way, they don't believe it's possible. But it takes sacrifice, it takes dedication. You got to put it first. 
I am a lot of things that I'm not proud of. But one thing I am not is a bad father. If you take anything from that, do what's in your heart. And if you're struggling with the connection to your kids, you know what you need to do. There are some things you're doing in your life that you got to cut out. Otherwise, you're going to be another father, you're going to be another mother that has a child that grows up and has so much resentment towards you because you never gave them the time. Because you always made an excuse. I know, listen to me, I know what it's like to come home, be tired, and not have the energy to even cook a meal. Not have the energy to run around with your kid. For the most part, we get 18 years with our kids. For the most part. We're always going to be parents. But for the most part, we get 18 years with our kids. And they fly. So if you need to have that extra cup of coffee or that energy drink, that five-hour energy drink, or whatever it is, you do that and get busy raising those kids. Ask them how their day is. Go for walks. Get on a bike. Go biking with them. Yeah, after a full day's work, do it. You owe it to those children and you owe it to yourself. Do not be that parent that that grows old and their kid just has all this anger and resentment towards him. It is the worst feeling. My dad has that right now. Frank's dad has that right now. And I apologize to Frank if you're listening. I had to share this story. I didn't give too much details, and I know you're not going to trip. You love me, and I love you too. But I had to share this story. And at the end, the people that don't believe in you, the people that have comments about how you're raising your kids and how and how you're doing things uh, and what you choose uh, to do and spend your time on, the things that you love, um, Get those people out of your lives. People don't understand what dreams are. People don't understand what what uh, being an entrepreneur is, what uh, doing something that maybe doesn't necessarily pay the most but gets you the most reward. They're never going to understand you. Never. Clear your slate. Get those people out of there and focus on what makes you happy. I know what makes me happy. Being a father makes me happy. Coaching baseball, coaching football, being a mentor, teaching kids things, taking them hiking, teaching them about the outdoors, teaching kids about fitness, working out. It may not pay much, but I'll tell you what, man. I've never been more happy in my life. There isn't a job that I've had that has ever made me more happy than what I'm doing right now. And I'm okay with not being rich because of it. That's all I got. I love you guys. Again, this is Ray Molina. This is the Perfect Mess Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at It's Ray Molina. Follow the podcast at 
the perfect mess pod make sure to go to raymolina.com pick up some merchandise beast or famine faith and facts over fear uh still got the blessed side t-shirts and uh got some music up there got a lot of stuff up there so check it out raymolina.com this has been episode 20 i love you guys please have a very blessed weekend um again i enjoy doing these podcasts as you can tell uh this wasn't supposed to be so long-winded but hey it is what it is again all right take care of yourselves i will catch you on the flip side peace perfect mess is my perfect mess Perfect man.